Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. All right, hey, how's it going? Well, that was a little much. Yeah, no, I pegged the system and everything. Welcome to WKRP <laughs> in Cincinnati. We're here again, Jack and Paul, Paul and Jack, Paula. Let's see, Jaw and Pack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something. Yeah, you know, none of that's going to get used. I mean, it might. Not a chance. Okay, it's almost a dare. That's <laughs> how every week is, man. Anyway, Paul, continuing the trend. If somebody's got a problem. Yeah. Where do they come? They come to tech service. Yeah. That's where we have all the problems. That's where they check out the hook and the DJ revolves it. Yep. You can reach us by email at technicalservice at carbaline.com. You can also catch us on the chat on the website. It's that little blue box in the lower right-hand corner. It's going to pop up when you go to the website, carbaline.com. And that is uh, your friendly neighborhood tech service team that is working that chat box. And uh, they're happy to help you and guide you through anything that you're looking for. So reach out to us either way. Yeah, and once again, valuable resource. Tell you guys, if, if you've ever thought about it and you're hesitant for whatever reason, I, I don't like calling places that are new. These guys are a bunch of teddy bears. They'll be fine. That's right. That's right. We're starting to take on that shape as well, too. COVID is, has not been friendly. <laughs> yeah, but we want to continue a talk we had back in episode 145, and that was about secondary containment. We left that episode off, talk a little bit about the requirements the EPA has for secondary containment systems, and then we moved on and we talked a little bit about the way that we structure systems and the different types of systems. We talked about neat, neat coat systems aggregate reinforced systems and aggregate filled systems. We want to get into how we build that a little bit more today. Exactly. So, you know, one of the nice things is to be able to have options. And in order to have options, you have to have an understanding of what's going on. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about all the questions that we ask you when you call into tech service. And it's so that we can help find the right system and find the best usable system. So although, yes, you could always use an AFRC system, which is the most robust, most complicated, complex system, you can use that for any of these scenarios, but it's not always necessary. Sure. And so it's a tremendous amount of added labor, added expense that doesn't re give the return on investment that other systems could give you at a lower price. So sure. really, we want to be able to ask those questions and say, hey, which one is it that you really need? In some cases, a neat system of, I think we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago, just it's more like a lining system. Yeah. Hold on before we get there, because we're going to get into each one, because this part is universal, and then we can move on to the, the actual systems. Okay. There's basically three resins that we use to create all three of these systems. Yes. And the systems are exactly the same. We just change out what product you're using based on the chemical resistance that you need. So the most basic version of all of this would be an epoxy. Most of the time it's hundred percent solids epoxy. Yep. Uh, we use our Simstone 140, but you can use it in all three. You're looking at when you're using something like this, you're looking at fuels, hydrocarbons, water, water, less aggressive uh, yeah. chemicals. 
Then when we get into more aggressive chemicals, we move to a Novolac epoxy, which if you listen back to the tank landing series, yeah. the chemical resistance is still applicable. This is These are the same technologies, and in some cases, the same resin assembled differently. Correct, to make a different product. Right, because... Yeah. You wouldn't be very happy if your tank lining that you're trying to put on the walls of a tank self-leveled. Right. That doesn't really work so well. That's what you want when you're talking about secondary containment. Sure. You want it to self-level across the floor. So, yeah. So then you have your epoxies, your Novolax. And then when we get into even uh, like lower concentrations of acids or even some chemicals that are just really aggressive. Then yeah, we, oxidizers are a big one. Yeah. yeah. We move to vinyl esters. Right. And vinyl esters is always, like we've alluded to on the show before, is always a last ditch effort because nobody wants to use vinyl esters. Right, right. And so if there is an option, we're going to try to go with that option for you. Yeah. So in a lot of cases, though, once we get there, that's where we're stuck. Okay. So now we take all three of those resins, all three of the, I keep saying resins, which is short-sighted because I'm using contractor slang. Yeah. Resin refers to the, like the main base component that you would use to make a paint. We are using a completed coating paint product. Right. So if you hear me say resin in this episode, I am reverting to contractor slang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's easy slang to fall into because if you look at our Semstone 140 and our Semstone 145, it's the same part B. Yeah. So we're only changing the resin. Sure. You know, so that is why that, that's where that slang comes from. Uh-huh. Hey, Paul. So, you know, every month we do this, we have a little commercial in the middle of the show. And this month is no exception. However, the exception is, is the new product that we're talking about. And that's the Pyrocrete 341. What's great about this product is, is we've made major advancements in the world of cementitious fireproofing. If any of you out there have ever watched any of the stuff that Jack and I have put together, you've noticed we like to throw things. And this product is made to have things thrown at it. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So as a part of the testing to show some real world durability, we did this. It's in a video. You can go to our YouTube channel and check it out. But we dropped a cinder block from 10 feet up in the air and the cinder block exploded when it hit the 341. That's how durable this cementitious fireproofing is. Not only is it the most durable fireproofing on the planet, it is the most extensively tested and certified fireproofing on the planet. We have set this up where we've taken real world scenarios, tested the product to the real world, not just the fire hydrocarbon, but so many different tests that we ran on this thing that you can feel confident that 341 will perform when you put it in any industrial fire environment. Combine that with improved application properties and you truly have a new and unique product here from Carboline. That's Pyrocrete 341. 341 features, you have increased application, extensive testing, and extreme durability. And so the first system we would do would be what we call an eat coat system. Right. And in that case, we're looking at something that's truly like a tank lining. We're looking at something that's not going to get any heavy use, not going to have any expansion and contraction problems, and we're going to be just straight out applying paint to a surface. Usually it's steel, usually they're portable. Yeah. And this is where you don't need any kind of non-slip properties. Right. You, they literally want to dress a coating up and set it and forget it. They're not going to have a lot of people going in, things like that. Yep. Bare minimum, light industrial yeah. type uses. Yep. So the next system that we look at, stepping it up just a little bit, well, stepping it up quite a bit, but at the base level of the, of the robust systems would be an AFC system. Mm -hmm. And that's an aggregate filled 
coding system. True. And what we do in this system is now we're, you know, like with the neat coat, we're typically doing a primer and then a top coat. So with the AFRC, now we're adding basically two additional steps. We're going to do a primer, then we're going to do a receiving coat. So we're going to take that same epoxy Novolac vinyl ester, and we're going to put that down, and then we're going to broadcast and aggregate into it. The size and type of aggregate is driven by the chemical commodity that you need protection from. That's exactly right. What we want to look at is if this is something that's going to interact with silica, then we make sure that it's a silica-free additive. If it's something that's going to be corrosive towards metallics, we make sure that there's no metallics in it, which this is where these questions come from when we ask what's going to be in it, what's it exposed to, because we want to make sure there's a lot of options because truly at its base form, we're throwing dirt into wet paint. Basically. And we just want to make sure that we're throwing the right stuff in. And whatever that is, we can put in bigger particles in some cases, smaller particles, but mm-hmm. we're going to pick to make sure that you're going in the right direction to maintain the resistance that you're looking for. Sure. And not to confuse things anymore, but we do require that dirt to be very clean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You want clean dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so with that AFC system, there's two ways that you can get it. You can broadcast or you can make like a slurry mortar mix with the the resin. And here's kind of how the difference it'll go out is in the AFC, when you broadcast, you do the primer, the receiving coat, you broadcast the material, you throw the sand or aggregate in. Feed the chickens. Feed the chickens, and then you do the top coat. With a blended method, now you're gonna prime and you're creating a trial mix with that same resin See, I did it again with that same paint product. And then you're literally going to trial out the whole floor. What's nice about this is just turnaround time. You're cutting out a whole step, a whole day. Right. The difference, though, being it's slower application method of a guy on his knees with a trowel or a person, a person on his knees with a trowel, Mm -hmm. as opposed to pouring out the paint, squeegeeing it and broadcasting into it. It's your choice. In some cases, it doesn't matter. Sometimes... We're going to say, yep, it is. You're going to need to do uh, a slurry application instead. They do a lot of slurries. We'll use those if you have to go up a wall. Mm -hmm. That is the method because it's a little harder to broadcast into a wall. So we use the slurry method to to trowel it up onto a wall. Yeah, and that's usually just, you know, curbs, walls, things like that. It's You're going to have to do that slurry mix. So then the next step from that would be the aggregate reinforce system. So now what we're doing is we're taking that aggregate filled system and we're giving it a shot of steroids. Before we do the broadcast coat, we're gonna embed fabric into our coating system. Now what this does is this gives it an incredible cohesive strength as a system. Absolutely, so if you can think about it, it's like uh, on steroids screen from your window. Sure. That's kind of what this looks like when we talk about these fabrics that they put in. They're open cell, so you can see through them. They're, honestly, some of them are about the thickness of the screens. Sure, yeah, some of them are really thick. I mean, we've been known to use an 18-ounce per yard mat. That's 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 heavy. That's heavy, but it works. Right, and that's one of the things to keep in mind is you're shutting down an entire area of a production facility. You don't want to have to go back and do this ever again. No. The penalties, if you have a failure from the EPA, are enormous. You don't want to have penalties. You want this done right the first time, fixed the first time, without ever having to go back. And that's why a lot of companies require you to do a mat-filled reinforcement on your secondary containment, because that mat reinforcement helps it absorb minor cracking in the substrate. Yep. 
I said minor on purpose. <laughs> it is not an end all be all. I have seen it crack even through 18 ounce per square yard fabric. Yep. So it is not the magic answer to moving cracks. No, but what it does allow it to do is infrequently it will maintain integrity. You may find the hollow spot, you may have a crack that shows through, but the whole time it buys you time to get the repair done. Sure. And one of the things that it allows it to do is you now have a layer that has resin below and above with the fabric in between. And it's that network allows extra thickness because frequently we're talking about more than 100 mils mm -hmm. of a paint system here. Yeah, when we get into the reinforcement for sure. Yeah. And that fabric really adds the strength so that when you have direct pressure, frequently you see it with where truck tires, mm -hmm. you know, an area where it's a loading area or forklift traffic where you've got thousands of pounds on just a couple of inches worth of space, you need something to help with that compressive strength that's going to be different right under the tire as opposed to an inch away from the tire. So you need to be able to spread that out and that, that heavy duty fabric helps spread that across the whole floor rather than just in the point where the truck tire is. Yeah, so I think that's really the next logical point in our secondary containment series is to take a look at where and why we move from an AFC to an AFRC to a neat coat, and we can examine some of these different areas and what would be in an appropriate secondary containment system for it. But just to review what we've talked about today, we basically take three types of products, epoxies, Novolax, and vinyl esters. And then we will either reinforce them with aggregate or aggregate and fabric. Correct. And you know, Jack, I think the next episode on this topic, we need to look at polymer concretes. Yep. We need to have, because that's a whole, it's in the same family. We're using Novolac resins. We're using epoxy resins. We have vinyl ester resins, mm -hmm. but they're hugely reinforced. We put them in much thicker and it's fewer steps. True. So and... While urethane cements are very popular and in right now, the polymer cements, and I know right now, if you're a chemistry person out there right now, you're throwing <laughs> you're pulling some. your hair out and throwing the... You just got to let me have it. I'm a painter. <laughs> However, the polymer, epoxy, Novolac, and vinyl ester concretes have been around for a really long time and have some really great advantages. So for Paul, I'm Jack. We'll see you next week. And so... For the Carbaline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. Who put the light?